Welcome to Wild Tater, the Food Forest Podcast. I'm Charles Hathaway, and we are going to talk today about the Cornelian Cherry. It is a dogwood, which most of the dogwood berries are not edible, but the Cornelian Cherry is one that is very edible and tasty. The uh, botanical name is Cornus Mass. It is an understory layer because it uh, grows from 15 to 20 feet tall and wide. Uh, some people have reported them growing taller. Uh, others have reported them staying as small as five foot by five foot. But overall, it sounds like they tend to range in the 15 to 20 foot range. Okay, um, first off, their cold hardiness zones are four through eight. They can withstand cold down to negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 30 degrees Celsius. Again, you don't want to push that with any uh, zones. You you know, if you're right at the cusp of, you know, if you're like a 3B and thinking maybe I could pull it off, then you're going to need lots of protection for um, something like this, um, where dogwoods in general are a little bit warmer climate uh, plants. For those of you in 5, 6, or 7, this is not going to be an issue, so you don't have to worry about that. But... Um, something to consider if you're in the cold area like myself. Their soil pH preference is between 5.0 and 8.0. Nice wide range there. Its watering needs are average. It does okay in damp soil, but it doesn't like sopping wet soil. It is fairly drought tolerant uh, for short periods once it is established. Its blooming season is early spring. And its harvest season is in the fall. You know, for a small berry like this, and they are, sometimes they do uh, range in size closer to the size of a cherry. Um, they're a little bit more elongated. When my kids saw a picture of this, they were like, oh, goji berries. And I'm like, that's not a goji. <laughs> it's a cornelian cherry. Now, I think if you held them in hand, you would see the size difference there. They are closer to the size of a cherry, but that kind of elongated shape a little bit, a little bit more rounded on the edges. But um, for a fruit of that size, that is kind of a long period to go from flowering to fruit, um, early spring all the way to fall. So that's kind of an interesting side note there. Their fruiting age is four to five years old, though some suggests that it can take considerably longer, up to 15, I've heard. Um, they're a long-lived tree slash bush, depending on how you're using it. But um, they can take a few years to get started. Um, and also be aware that its first flowering often doesn't produce fruit, but future years should. This has something to do with the uh, first flowering being a uh, being all male flowers. I'm not exactly sure the details around this except that uh, because you don't have the male and female flowers on that first year, you're not likely to get fruit on that first year. Just So just be aware of that. But once you are able to get it to start fruiting, the uh, mature, you know, it'll take a few years to get to its mature level. But once it is a mature tree, and uh, is having its yearly mature yield, you can get anywhere from 24 to 40 pounds of fruit every year. 
Now, in order to pollinate the uh, cornelian cherry, you can just do it by itself. It will not produce as much as it would if you have a second plant, especially of a different variety or another cornelian cherry uh, grown from seed. But uh, again, in that sense, it is self-fertile. You don't necessarily have to have another in order to grow, grow some fruit. Its size at maturity is, as we've mentioned, 15 to 20 feet tall and wide. I did mention that, but I forgot to mention that that is 4.5 to 6 meters. And in that small range, if they stay in the small range, the 5 foot by 5 foot, that's about 1.5 meters tall and wide. Its sun needs, it does prefer full sun, but it uh, does just fine in par partial shade. It uh, can also tolerate full shade, but don't expect too much fruit if it stays in the full shade at its full size. Um, but that said, it can be an understory, you know, as you're trying to mature your forest and some things are growing taller, other things staying smaller, it's okay to have this one kind of dappled between trees. It, it, it's a good one for that use. Now, if it had its preferred habitat, it would probably sit in a nice, cool, slightly damp, sunny forest edge. It does not like places with heat and high humidity combined. So if you're in a really hot, humid area, it's going to struggle. It kind of prefers the dry a little bit, and it does like the sun, but uh, preferably a little bit cooler climate. The growth rate is moderate. And uh, part of the reason for that moderate label is because for the first couple of years, it's really quite slow. It, it grows very slowly at first. And then after a couple, few years, it picks up and eventually it's growing, you know, about two feet of growth every year, which is considerably faster. So um, be prepared for that. And uh, that does have an interesting effect on the wood, which we'll talk about in a little bit. The natural reproductive rate is quite low. In fact, seeds can take up to two winters to sprout. It kind of needs a warm period followed by a cold period, um, followed by a warm period, followed by another cold period. Uh, it it kind of needs the two winters to grow. Now, you can, uh, in, in terms of propagation, if you're trying to grow them from seed, you can trick the seeds into that double stratification period by placing them for four months in the freezer, then four months in a warm location, then four months in the freezer again, and then putting them out either directly or in pots to grow. That will mimic that natural uh, double season stratification. Um, the easier way is with green wood cuttings in the summer. Um, you would cut them the new wood while it's still in the summertime still it's not yet hardened off and and so forth however you can also do hardwood branch cuttings in the middle of winter you cut them and then stick them straight into moist soil which of course can be challenging in the winter when it's you know super cold but that will kind of give those those nodules a jump start uh, to to be able to start rooting and uh, and then you know, grow at the top once it warms up. It'll give the, you know, basically it gives the root nodules a head start. But again, these are not 
super easy to propagate, but it can be done, and cuttings is usually the way to go. The average lifespan of a Cornelian cherry is between 60 and 150 years, which is pretty good age for something of its size. You know, it's, it's comparable to an apple tree in age. And it's in the fan, plant family Cornaceae, which of course is the dogwood family. Now, if you are a avid nursery attendant, if you're constantly going to the nurseries, you may have actually come across the Cornelian cherry, um, and it may have been labeled under one of its other names, such as European Cornell or uh, Cornelian dogwood, something to that effect. Um, Cornelian cherry is what it's usually referred to um, by those who are familiar with the fruit but often in a, in a store where it's being marketed as an ornamental, it'll sometimes just say Cornelian dogwood, sometimes Cornelian cherry dogwood, or just European Cornell. And um, the reason that it is uh, sold as an ornamental is because of these gorgeous yellow fireballs of blossoms that it gets in the early spring. It's a beautiful tree again, usually sold as an ornamental simply because it's so beautiful. And uh, and because of those, you know, intense blossoms, the uh, they invite many pollinators. And so it's, and it sprouts in such early spring, sometimes even late winter, such that it's inviting pollinators in right from the get-go. So it's a great one to get pollinators into your system early. But of course, as food foresters, we are very interested in the fruit. So let's talk about the Cornelian cherry a little bit. This is not a true cherry. If you're going looking for something um, that is a type of cherry that you would make into pies or cherry cordial or cherry, you know, whatever, uh, you, you're looking at the wrong fruit. This is called a Cornelian cherry because of its shape and, and it does have a slightly similar flavor to a cherry, but it is not a true cherry. It's not even in the same family. So don't be confused by that. But the flavor of the fruit is described in many ways, uh, including uh, the, the taste of cherries mixed with cooked rhubarb. Some have described it as being like tart cherries and cranberries combined. Um, others have even said a plum-like flavor and texture. So they're really quite a tasty little fruit and they can be eaten fresh off the tree. They can also be made into jams, jellies, syrup, or they can also be baked into muffins, cookies, cakes. I've even heard of cheesecake. So this is a, a very nice addition to your fruits and berries. If you're really into fruits and berries, this is a good way to go. Now I will say, if you're on your first try of it, you find it particularly tart or astringent, it probably just means that it's not yet ripe. Remember, this has a long ripening period, and so um, it can sometimes be mistakenly picked too early. Um, some have even suggested that the flavor they like, or that it's still good for eating after a freeze. I, I haven't read enough or I haven't found enough to suggest that it tastes better after a freeze, but uh, there is enough to suggest that uh, it's easy to accidentally pick them ripe, or unripe, sorry, 
Um, so, but once they are ripe, and, and there's nothing harmful about eating it under ripe. It's just, just not going to taste as good. But once you do have them ripe, they do have that, those wonderful flavors described and can be used in all the ways that we talked about. As far as other aspects of, the, uh, of eating, the seeds have actually been sometimes collected and roasted and used as a coffee substitute for those of you that drink coffee, which is kind of interesting. And as far as how to harvest, um, best method I've heard of is to place blankets under the tree and then shake the tree lightly, and the ripe fruits will just fall onto your blanket. So that may be a good way to go. Now, we briefly mentioned the wood. If you were to look up Cornelian cherry wood or Cornelian dogwood and look at the images, you'll find a beautiful wood that has a really dark center, just like a deep chocolate brown center, and then lighter on the outsides. Now, whether that is caused by the, the very slow growth at the beginning um, that is followed by faster growth, or whether it is something else, I don't know, but it there is a density that is formed in the, in the wood that makes it so dense that it is said to even sink in water. So if you are a woodworker, you may be interested. If you like working with hard woods, this may be an interesting one to try out. A beautiful wood also. So when it comes time to trim, there you go. You can even find um, uh, necklaces made of, it looks like a branch of Cornelian uh, cherry wood. You know the branch cut like coins and then simply you know varnished and so forth to uh, to display this beautiful wood that it, that it has so anyway cornelian cherry give it a try and thanks you guys again for listening